You're tuning in to Spectre Radio, but wait, don't touch that dial, because this is Spectre Radio presents the MCU. Revisiting our favorite movie moments, debating about scenes from the shows, and combing through the comics. We're just three millennials, binging our way through the MCU, through the eyes of the heroes, villains, and creatures alike. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. The Avengers. That's what we call ourselves. My name is Alyssa, and we are Spectre Spectre Radio. Radio. I have an army. We have a spoiler. Thank you, Iron Man and Loki, for the spoiler warning. Again, this podcast contains adult content and spoilers. You were made to be ruled. In the end, it will be every man for himself. What do we do? We get ready. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people. So when we needed them, they could fight the battles that we never could. Gentlemen, what are you prepared to do? No offense, but I don't play well with others. Big man in a suit of armor. Take that away, what are you? Uh, genius. Billionaire playboy philanthropist. (laughs) I recognize that the council has made a decision, but given that it's a stupid-ass decision, I've elected to ignore it and start this podcast. What's up, guys? (laughs) Welcome back. Samuel L. Jackson. Wyatt is about to fall out of his (laughs) chair. (laughs) Oh, that was so good. Welcome back. I thought you doing? said they were getting bad. Have you changed get, your mind? But no, this is like funny bad because it's just going downhill. <laughs> it's, it's just like a dad a joke. Way. Like it just gets better Literally. with age. And like, Andrew's honestly. expanding his vocal range for actors now. So you can add mm. Samuel Jackson kind of onto that as well. Samuel L. Jackson. The L stands for, never mind. Um, oh, we don't have time for that. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Alyssa's going to take us into our recap for the Avengers movie. So go ahead, Alyssa, take it away. The Avengers. The Asgardian Loki breaks into a shield base and steals the Tesseract. And in the process, turns scientist Eric Selvig and Clint Barton, AKA Hawkeye, into his henchmen by means of a scepter given to him by a mysterious alien benefactor, Thanos. Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D., calls in everyone, as this is an all-hands-on-deck situation. Phil Coulson brings in Iron Man, Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow, Bruce Banner, a.k.a. The Hulk, and Fury himself grabs Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America. Loki, intent on ruling the Earth as part of his deal with Thanos, seeks to activate the Tesseract to open a portal to allow an army of aliens through to invade the Earth. While his brainwashed minions carry out his plan, Thor returns to Earth and helps the Avengers capture Loki. Thanks to some manipulating by Loki, the Avengers don't get along at first, and their mobile base nearly destroyed, scattering the Avengers. Loki's minions free him from shield captivity and activate the portal, allowing thousands of aliens through. Can the heroes pull themselves together and stop this invasion of New York and save the world? Or are they going to have to avenge it? Very nice. Dun, dun, dun. You know, I was thinking while watching this movie, no wonder New York's taxes are so high because <laughs> the Avengers just destroy everything. Every you know, time that, that is, this is long before the, that. This is literally the plot of that Amazon Prime show, The Boys, right? You guys have seen that? Oh my gosh. Thank you not for making me watch that. The superhero fund and all of that. Like, it's like, I'm just like, oh my God, this is literally a spinoff of that. And then have you seen the TikTok of the girl pretending to be like a claims adjuster in New York? They, and oh, she's wow. like, oh man, um, you, you just lost a sidecar mirror on your car. 
Oh, because Captain America's shield took it out. Understood. Oh, oh, are you on the corner of West 87th and, and 3rd? Oh, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and put in a claim since you own a dry cleaning business over there and the Hulk just threw a taxi cab through your window. <laughs> like, she does this whole banter. I have to send it to you guys. It's so funny. They had a show like that. I forget what it was called, but it was it took place, I think it took place in the DC universe, and that's exactly what their job was. I, I don't, I forget what the show was called. My uncle watched it, but it was it was a lot of like, it was a lot of stuff like that. It's funny because it makes you question like kind of the way that they do at the end of the movie and they're like, who's going to pay for all this damage? Yeah, so I was thinking that today because a lot of a lot of my work is insurance paid work. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, who's going to believe this claim? Who's going to believe that the Hulk tossed a New York taxi cab two blocks down the street? Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of people would be putting in false claims because they see all of the the real claims going in they're like oh we could just slip ours in there no one will know yeah insurance fraud 101 (laughs) Mm. cool moving on to our first topic of behind the tesseract we would spice it up a little bit as we do with (laughs) with each of these movies so i have a plethora of behind the scenes on this movie uh let me see so the avengers was the first movie to gross 200 million dollars on its opening weekend i saw that and the it first... also had like 90 percent satisfaction rating on rotten tomatoes it was like 91 percent certified fresh which is crazy like in 2012 i feel like that never happened so that's really cool and a cool little well actually this is a question for you two if, if you guys can can answer this question so that being said it still wasn't the best midnight showing back when we had midnight showings. Which movie was the mid- best midnight showing? It was a Harry Potter film, wasn't it? Which one? Deathly um, Hallows Part 2. Part 1? Correct. Uh, <laughs> I was going to go Part 1. Okay. I think I saw that in my research, though, so <laughs> oh, <thanks>. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I ruined your fun your fun little uh, fact there. It's all Harry good. Potter. I'll, I'll keep. I'll keep. Harry Potter. <laughs> I'll keep going. Uh, So the Avengers was also initially giving an R rating. So the reason why was because of when, spoiler alert, Agent Coulson was murdered. They had actually shown a blade um, a little different than the scepter from what I understand. And they rewrote it and changed it. They had shown like a blade going into his body and coming out versus like the scepter. I don't know if it makes a huge difference, but apparently for the rating Uh, system, it did. That's crazy. Um, that that was the re- one of the reasons why. And then I think there was like another reason, but it was mostly like the violence and like mm-hmm. the, the blood and stuff that they were like, oh, we have to make this R-rated. So another one of mine is, so Chris Evans had a prosthetic beard cover during <laughs> well, that was the one credit scene. <laughs> I saw that yeah, he too. was shooting a snow piercer at the time. Yeah. So he had his, you know, actual beard on. And then they like last minute was like, hey, let's do the scene. He's like, crap. <laughs> Uh, did you guys know that the Avengers was shown in space? Yes, I did. Oh, yes. I read that. So a lot of this movie was filmed at NASA, so it only makes sense that they would show it on the ISS. Hmm. That's really yes, cool. And, and they tried getting the Pentagon involved with the filming, and they just like read through the script, and they were like, sorry, none of this is plausible. We don't want to be included. Like, <laughs> you, can, you can stick with your fictional S.H.I.E.L.D. shit. Like, we don't want to be <laughs> involved in this at all. So funny. And my last one, so Tom Hiddleston, a.k.a. Loki, encouraged Chris Hemsworth to actually hit him and then immediately regretted it. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> nice. You know, because we, we talked about in Thor how Chris got so big, he was told to kind of tone it down because he could have yeah, fit into his costume. Yeah, but can you, you imagine did. that man hitting you full force? No. <laughs> no? Maybe. <laughs> Um, so Wyatt had one of mine. Um, my other one was that uh, Jeremy Rayner wanted Hawkeye killed off. I've read this too. So yes. his only other movie was he was in Thor for like a minute and a half. So he was probably like, ah, this probably isn't going to go anywhere for me, the non-superpowered archer. And then his misgivings are gone because he like held everyone together during the second Avengers movie and, you know, so on and so forth. He's been in several yeah, that's true. That's funny. Um, so do you guys remember the scene with Pepper and Tony in the beginning of the film mm-hmm. and how yeah. she's barefoot? Mm-hmm. 
Do you want to yeah. know why she was barefoot? Uh, why? Because Gwyneth Paltrow is 5'9", and Robert Downey Jr. is only 5'8". So in the scenes with him and Pepper Potts, Gwyneth Paltrow walks around barefoot as a quirk of her character, and she's more of a free spirit than Tony, which is clearly what's supposed to be the sell of the moment. But in all actuality, it was because of the height difference. So when she's barefoot, Tony is actually wearing platform shoes, or Robert, I should say. Hmm. He's actually wearing platform shoes in order to make sure that Tony was taller than Pepper. And people are just weird about that kind of stuff, I guess. Like, hmm. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, I had a couple more. Um, apparently, Josh Whedon claims that he did not know what he was going to do with Thanos. And we only get a very brief taste of him at the end. And his quote about it says, honestly, I kind of hung Thanos out to dry. I love Thanos. I love his apocalyptic vision, his love affair with death. I love his power, but I don't really understand it. He had a lot of power and he was cool in the comics. And I'm like, Thanos is the ultimate Marvel villain. And then I was like, I don't actually know what I would do with Thanos. So I liked what the Russo brothers did so much. And I thought Josh Brolin killed it. And they did an amazing job of keeping that performance on screen, but it wasn't like I was like, here's a set of directions. I was like, I'm going to get through Ultron not for four years and then come to the premiere, which I did. And it was like, so cool. So he literally just had him in one scene. And I think Thanos had what one line of dialogue, not even like it was super. He I don't think he spoke. He just smiled. He just smiled. Yeah. He smiled at the end when the other was like. It was very late last night when I watched this. I was fighting falling asleep. I was trying (laughs) to stay awake. And I was like, I have no time to finish this movie tomorrow. I have to watch it all today. Um, So that was good. And then obviously we get one other post-credits scene. Or I don't actually know where this fell. Because I don't think I actually saw it on Disney+. Plus. I think it was called a mid-credit scene. Was it mid I thought the mid credit was Thanos and post credit was, was Thanos. Sh- the the end credit post-credit was shawarma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, I didn't see the shawarma one at all, and I didn't it, know that it there. existed until I was doing my research. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, and Andrew and I were just talking about how both of us are going to plan on going to Disneyland later this year. And at the Avengers campus, they have a lot of really cool food and drink options, including the PIM test kitchen, where you can like go try all these like cool scientific concoctions, but they actually have a shawarma cart in the Avengers (laughs) campus. So you can go eat shawarma. Yes. Um, I love me some shawarma. Like I could get down on that any day of the week. And basically it's just an Arab dish consisting of meat that's cut into thin slices. So it's usually something like um, lamb or chicken or mutton. It could be turkey, beef, veal. It's kind of like a meatloaf, but on a stick. Um, and then they shave mm. it off and then put it on a pita, you know, that, that kind of thing. So it's, so it's a kebab, basically. It's kind of like that, but it's on like a bigger rotisserie spit. Like if you've ever eaten Greek food, it's very similar mm-hmm. to like a gyro or a oh, gyro okay. or a hero, whatever you want to call it. A, a gyro, yes, a gyro. <laughs> I love me some gyro. So I feel like I would totally get down with some shawarma. Um, the last one that I have in my notes is that Chris Evans did what captain does best. And he got the team together and apparently sent out a text while the whole cast was going through the, the reading by simply saying assemble. And they all started, you know, just adding each other and had a group chat and started hanging out and like being friends. (laughs) Yeah. All righty. So we're going to move on to our next category of what ifs. So I'll go first. Um, so when Loki had all of his minions brainwashed and they were doing all their things, mm-hmm. what if as a way, as a backup way to kind of tie up the Hulk, Loki had Hawkeye break in and unleash um, the abomination? Ooh. So Ooh. is that there at that point or like what's happening with that? Is what there at that point? The abomination, excuse me. Is he there? That He's, thing? Uh, Blonsky's yeah. locked up somewhere. They don't talk about where. I don't know if he's like shrunk back down to a normal size fellow <laughs> um, or if he's just like still the abomination. That's a good point. I don't think we ever saw, get to see him or they saw him change back. Again. They never talk about it again. They never mm. show it again. So that would be like, you know, because then they'd have a lot more trouble fighting off those giant things that come through the portal because Hulk basically mm. is the one taking them down. So what do you got? How do you guys think that would work? Do you think the Avengers would still kind of win? I think, think so because the Hulk made that flying thing look like a piece of cake. 
Yeah. I, yeah. As soon as as soon as Tony saw the gap in the in the armor and and shot at it. I think that was really cool though too because we got to see a lot of different teaming up pairs of the Avengers because we mm -hmm. have six people. So there were times where we saw Thor and the Hulk together. We saw Cap and Black Widow. We saw Black Widow and Hawkeye. You know, we got these different mashups of all of these really cool characters. Um, just leaning on each other and relying on each other's strengths and helping each other with their weaknesses. So I think, you know, especially because we got so many different iterations of teaming up that like Thor and the Hulk could absolutely take the abomination down. Like we saw that the Hulk did oh, it yeah. himself. Yeah. And then did you guys catch the moment where Thor and the Hulk were fighting initially and he put him in a chokehold and he freaked out. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that was like a callback to the first movie because he knows like, that's his only weakness and like probably the only way that he could die because <laughs> he was choking the abomination. I was like, Ooh, like, is this a connection? Like I felt like it was a callback. So yeah, I think the two of them absolutely. And maybe even Iron Man by himself could take out the abomination. I think. No, that's that's a that. great question. I was afraid you were going to have my question when you started talking about um, how Loki put Hawkeye and the uh, scientists under the spell. So mine kind of continues on with that. So what if Loki was able to cast Nick Fury under that spell? Because he was in the same room on the basement of whatever base they were in. And, you know, he just kind of just walked out of there. So what if, what if he was able to get Nick Fury as well? It would have taken way longer for anyone to decide to go get the Avengers because, like, he was pushing that. Like the the council didn't want the Avengers. right. It was him who initiated the, the initiative again. The, right. The so on. they would have assembled probably too late, in my opinion. So unless they unless the council still decides to send think, a nuke to New York, <laughs> do you think they would have assembled? I think some. I think Iron Man would have showed up, and Cap would have showed up. I don't know that Bruce could have or would have come from Calcutta. Calcutta, yeah. I don't know that he would have. I'm sure Natasha would have done her part, but it wouldn't have been enough. Mm -hmm. um, Thor would have still shown up. I don't know how how well it would have worked because by the time they because he said it takes a while for them to get any traction, so it would have taken too long. Um, so a lot more people would have died. I mean, thankfully, the Chitauri are basically the battle droids from the Phantom Menace. And if you destroy right. the droid control ship, it shuts down. <laughs> I, um, I had the so same thoughts. As long as the council makes another stupid-ass decision and fires off a nuke to New York and Iron yeah. Man can throw it to them, it, right, right. it'll be fine. But it would have just been a heck of a lot worse. Yeah, I think... Gosh, that's a good question. Because mm -hmm. I feel like Nick has a better constitution than some of the other characters because he's been through more at this point, right? In the canon of things, he's seen more stuff that we know of now, yeah. or maybe not because he has one eye. I don't know, but um, he sees more clearly. No good. Yeah. But basically I think it depends. Like my other thought was like, what if, and I'm like branching off your what if, like what if Hawk or Fury like turned into a blue Hulk <laughs> with like that gamma radiation? Like, I don't know, uh, just saying, they, <laughs> they opened the door. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's it's fine. And he's like, what is it? And he's like, oh, just low levels of gamma radiation. He's like, that could be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I think it definitely would have been not roll credits, but to Wyatt's point, I don't think the Avengers would have come together as seamless, seamlessly as they did mm -hmm. with the help and like direction of, of uh, Fury. So I think it would have definitely taken longer in the movie. And this was already a long ass movie. Like we can right. just Two say that minutes. it was long. And I, I started this so late last night and was like, oh my God, <laughs> it's a school night. Why did I do this? I feel um, <laughs> like we would have got a Infinity War esque kind of movie where it kind of ends on that like cliffhanger, mm -hmm. and then the next movie would have been them assembling. Mm. Right, right, exactly. Which is like, gosh, we don't have time for that. There's too many no, films. We, we gotta move along. We definitely, especially <laughs> when they have still so many characters to kind of develop through the MCU at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it would have been too early. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good question, though. I like that. I think it definitely just. 
you think it would be a bit more difficult given that it's Fury and like he he is who he is. But I think at the end of the day, like nobody is immune to magic um, and he could definitely. Also, that man is pretty well indestructible. I mean, he leaped out of a fallen helicopter and just rolled on the ground. I mean, and- it wasn't that high up, but I mean. <laughs> I want to have just you try that. You try yeah, that, let's Andrew. see you jump. I want to sprain my ankle for sure. I mean, I got catapulted off a trampoline one time and I sprained my ankle. So I it's the know same. that I would have, but it, it, it's also Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, this is fair. This is fair. <laughs> so, good question. All right. So, I had a couple that were funny and then I had one that's like legitimate. So, what if um, Maria Hill said suit up instead of Captain America to Iron Man? anyone just me um, oh, like, <laughs> suit up like how i met your mother <laughs> as soon as i heard it i was like oh my god and they said it like a couple times after that uh, which was kind of funny um she should have been my, like i have an ex-boyfriend that used to say that <laughs> <laughs> right an ex-husband an ex-husband yeah yeah um so i guess i'll skip to my legitimate question so what if the tesseract was like a horcrux because I feel like it was almost similar with like all of the disagreement and like arguing and like that energy that we were getting, that tension that was in the room. It wasn't from the Tesseract though. And well, we got like um, Bruce Banner, Dr. Banner picks up the scepter and they're like, put down the weapon. And he like, doesn't even realize he's picking it up. So what if it was like a Horcrux? Like, I'm just putting that out there. For those who don't know what that is, can you explain? Yeah, a horcrux. So obviously we're talking about, or I'm talking about Harry Potter. So from that world, basically a horcrux in, you know, we're getting this in the last two book, well, the one book and the two films of the Deathly Hallows. Um, We're getting basically a horcrux is something that is basically canonically famous by Voldemort, where when you kill someone, you are severing your soul into pieces. And so a horcrux is essentially a piece of your soul that is living in, um, another living thing, um, an inanimate object. So, you know, for example, there's a locket um, that is a horcrux and it's a piece of Voldemort's soul. And basically um, Harry and his friends, you know, Her- Hermione and Ron find it and they have to take turns wearing it because the horcrux affects their mood and makes them argue with each other and upset. And at one point in the film, they split up and they, they're like, I don't want to see you anymore. I don't want to be friends with you kind of moment. Um, so that was kind of my thought with that because we were getting that same level of tension and it was like, we need to get Bruce out of here. Like, this is not good. He's going to get angry. Like, and it was feeling very much, even maybe more so on edge than it did in the Harry Potter film. So, um, it's a, it's a silly relation, but it just made me think of that. And we also were just talking about Harry Potter the other day. So, right. Um, so part of the one of the things that marvel likes to do especially when they switch directors is they'll set something up and then they won't necessarily follow through with it and that's one of the things they did with this they said that the scepter was powered by the cube and it was not unfortunately it was never explained that it was powered by a different infinity stone the mind stone so the one that ends up uh, going um in vision so that's why it's able to mind control people. So oh. yeah, basically that's that's honestly really what's happening. Essentially, maybe not necessarily like oh, if you destroy all these Infinity Stones, you kill Thanos or whatever. But that's exactly what was happening. Like you saw them at each other's throats, and then it had that shot where it turned the camera upside down behind the scepter. Yeah, and like you said, Loki. Um, sorry, Banner didn't Banner. even realize he was grabbing yeah, he the scepter. Right. So another thing um, about that. Um, which which I read, which was a later retcon, is the um, producers, or at least Marvel in general, said that Loki was being affected by the Mind Stone as well. So he wasn't just, you know what, I want to go to Earth and uh, kill everyone and rule everyone. He didn't just go from kind of bad guy to smiling and taking out an eyeball. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't go from kind of a bad guy to the bad guy like Thanos was controlling him too. You can even kind of tell that scene where he's sitting down watching his minions do the stuff. And then he gets pulled into like a FaceTime thing. Yeah. He was being controlled. And what really sold it to me, and I've been wondering for years, his opening scene when he shows up at shield, 
You notice how pale he was? Oh yeah. What happened? What did everyone else look like when he took them over at first? Yeah. They were so true. pale as yes. like Yeah. Death. Jeremy Renner was like, uh, that was one thing I noticed in the makeup is like, obviously their eyes were blue from like the trance of the, of the cube and everything and the scepter and whatever. But um, yeah, you're right. Their lips were like so pale. Yeah. Or even, and even their, their skin too. But sure. mm-hmm. so I, I thought initially I'm like, maybe Thanos had like been torturing Loki and like forced him to do it. That's why he looked, cause he is also the circles under his eyes were just, yeah. they were like Scary. The Tommy Lee Jones's. It was insane. <laughs> um, you can go shopping with those bags, but I oh mean, my God, oh my man. goodness. But so, like, I'm, would that be, unfortunately they don't clarify. As a Horcrux, would that be like um, pieces of Thanos? What do you guys think? Um, no, because Thanos isn't that old. What does the like, age the have Infinity to do with Stones anything? are way old. The Infinity Stones are way older than Thanos. So even if he would have killed someone as a baby, like he could, like uh, I, he can. Okay, so a Horcrux, you can just put a piece of yourself in anything is that what happens or like basically when he when you kill someone it severs your soul into pieces and so your your piece of your soul has to go somewhere oh okay it can go into an already existing object like there was a diadem there was a locket we had the diary we had the snake we had harry there were seven horcruxes right so there were i get you all of these pieces to make him immortal and basically if you found all seven and defeated all of them, then you could actually kill the being that was right. Voldemort that was reincarnated and all of I that thought, stuff. I thought that the pieces had to had to have something initially to do with the person. I wasn't, I, I didn't mm, know that for sure. I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to explain and I'm not as up on the Harry Potter lore to explain mm. it, but like he unintentionally created Harry as a Horcrux, mm. right? Because he killed his parents and he was alive and there. And then, you know, he went right. to kill the him curse and he was rebounded. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the only thing I would say about that is they would be impossible to destroy. Like he had to use the infinity gauntlet and the stones to destroy the stones in the later movies. So they'd be, and you can only, you can only destroy a Horcrux with something that can destroy a Horcrux, like the, sort of Godric Gryffindor or the Basilisk Fang, <laughs> or it was yeah. a very specific list of things that could do yeah. it and not do it. Um, yeah, that's a good point. But I would just, I'm just thinking it should, it would be Thanos of all people. Like he's the Voldemort of, of the story here. For sure. For sure. Okay. Well, let's move on to our next category of best and worst. So I think for me, I really, really loved this film and I really enjoyed rewatching. I had a very small list of things that were my worst. Um, So for my best, I had the comedy in this film. I thought (laughs) it was so great. There were so many moments that I forgot about um, that just caught me off guard. And I was laughing out loud in in my bedroom this time, not my living room. So hopefully my neighbors could hear me less. Um, I loved like the moment in the beginning where they were like, yeah, you're going to go get the big bot, big guy. And um, Black Widow was like, oh, yeah, Tony Stark. And he was like, no, the Hulk. <laughs> and she was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> like, It was like, mm, I don't know what that means. Um, calling Captain America capsicle. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. Um, when Agent Coulson was like, I watched you while you were sleeping. <laughs> I felt that. I felt that. I was like, that would I be bet me. You did. That would be me around Captain America. I, I would like you to sign my trading cards. <laughs> um, hey, um, Captain America handing Nick Fury $10 <laughs> because mm-hmm. he lost a bet. I felt like that was very like an Andrew Wyatt moment right there. <laughs> <laughs> just don't even say anything. Just that was hand great. Him the money. Yes, exactly. Um, Phil, his first name is Agent. Um, yeah. <laughs> that one was good. Son of course. Um, he killed eighty people in two days. Uh, well, he's adopted. That's my um, favorite. That line. was good. Um, there were two others I liked. I know I'm going on and on, but there were two others I liked. Uh, Shakespeare in the Park doth mother know you weareth her drapes, especially <laughs> so after what we just talked about with Mike last week about mm-hmm. um <laughs> Shakespeare and all of that. And then the last one I personally enjoyed because Wizard of Oz is my favorite movie is when they made a reference and Captain goes, oh, I got that one. I got that. Did you guys know? I know that. (laughs) Because obviously that film came out in 1939. And so that was, you know, obviously popular at the time when um, he was alive originally. Um, I had 
four other bests and I'll make them quick. Scarlett Johansson's acting. Her scene with Loki, 12 out of 10. Chef's mm. kiss. Amazing. The way that she just like switched it off, right? Like it was so good. Um, America's ass. We can just say that. Thank you, Andrew, for making that your name on the on the Zoom call tonight. <laughs> America's ass before it was America's ass is what I put in my notes. Um, I really enjoyed how they were weaving the stories together, how the team was like coming to be. And then it was cool later on how they were showing those different pairings, which I already mentioned. And even that scene with all the chaos was really good to like weave together the members of the team and show like the stem and the slow-mo and like all of the parts of it. I thought that was really great. And the twist, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I knew he was going to be killed off. And I literally gasped. I like could not catch my breath. Yes. And I knew it was coming and it catches you off guard every time. So I thought that was really great. Um, as for my worst, I said the comedy as well, because <laughs> I feel what? like at moments, <laughs> at moments, hear me out. I just listed a lot. Right. And there were other moments in this film that were, you know, um, supposed to be, or designed to be comedic. And I felt like sometimes it was too much that Tony's trying too hard to be funny. And it's like, bro, this movie is two and a half hours. Move it along. Like, save the jokes. Let's move the plot along. So I felt like, and I don't, I don't have any specific examples, but there were some lines that like just fell flat for me. And it was like, I see that you guys were trying to be funny. This is no longer funny. I just want the movie to move along. Um, the sci-fi science, I've said that every film, but like, mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. does Bruce Banner go from like maybe 160, 180 pounds? I don't really know. Um, to 1400 pounds, I looked it up and that the ship doesn't move at all. Like (laughs) we just added (laughs) what, like 14 times his weight (laughs) and the ship doesn't dip down after it's already crashing and it's crashing very slowly at the same time. Like I thought that that was just, that ship is some Laura was watching this for being, and she's like, do we have those? Like, no, we don't have floating aircraft carriers. We have aircraft carriers, but not helicopters that we know of. Um, and my last worst was that it was just too long. It was such a long movie and there was so much plot to pack into it, but I just feel like you could have done it. in in a couple less scenes, there were a couple things that we could have trimmed the fat on. Um, I really thought we could have had a few more scenes. I didn't think this movie was all that long. Yeah, I agree with Andrew on that one. Well, that's my opinion. And the internet tended to agree with me when I looked it up. Sure. The <laughs> Sure. And obviously, did. you know, we get Endgame later on in Infinity War, and those are like three-hour movies each. Um, oh boy. And it was like, no matter how much I stop drinking, I am going to have to have a potty break in this movie, which is the worst when you're at the theater. <laughs> mm. So a couple of mine. So my best. I love the little Easter eggs that are kind of sprawled out in these movies. I listed quite a few of them during the um, Thor, which Andrew corrected me on the last one for the Infinity Gauntlet. So a couple from this one. So the phase two weapon that Rogers finds in the heli carrier had a Hydra symbol on it. Ooh, I missed that. So at the, at the very end, kind of where the, um, um, I guess if you're right-handed where your left hand would go, and mm-hmm. if you're right-handed on the trigger, it was like right where your, your thumb would be. Hmm had a Hydra symbol on it. That's so cool. Um, I totally missed that. So Stark calls the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, (laughs) which is um, which is a subtitle of the comics when it debuted in 1963. Oh, that's cool. A nice little callback to that. Yeah. And one of the cards that Agent Coulson from Agent Coulson's Captain America card set is a reproduction of Captain America's first comic book appearance where he punches Hitler. Oh my god, I'm dead. That's amazing. So when so you know how you see them on the table and, the, and there's some that are covered in blood. So the one to the left of it that's kind of blocked by one of the support beams. That's yeah. the one I'm, I'm talking about. Of course, when we get that moment in the plot where they're like, "Oh, those weren't in his jacket," I was like, "Ooh, this does not sit well with my conscience." And also, who grabs just a bloody card? Like Cap just grabs it just to look at it. Well, like, he's been in war. He's not afraid of blood. Yeah, he's not afraid of a little blood. Um. Onto my worst, Alyssa, I 1,000% agree with you about the science behind this movie. Um, 
like I've already said about the floating helicarrier, those things are stupid heavy anyway. And mm. now just four propellers can lift it off the ground and then become invisible. And there's one engine powering the whole thing at one point, And then we double or not double, but we increase the weight of one of the passengers from a hundred something pounds to 1400. Like that's a ton. It's literally a ton of weight. Like that's crazy. <laughs> that would affect the flight. I think a little bit. Especially when he's jumping up and down. Yes. I'm not a scientist, but <laughs> hear me out on that. <laughs> um, also the windows that are in Tony's building on the top, how he's just being, he can just be thrown out of it. Glass doesn't break like that. Yes, first of th- all. That. And then when Hawkeye, I think it was Hawkeye fell through the glass. There were no cuts on his body at all. I and know. I was and like, he literally landed on the grass. He literally the landed in the glass. Yeah, exactly. All he, all he did was like tense up like, yeah. Ah. And he was like, Oh, like it hurt. And you're like, bro, there's no blood. There no. should be blood all over his there bare should be arms. blood everywhere. Like I work in glass and I've got a little cut on the tip of my finger that still hurts from a week ago. So I'm calling bull on that. Yeah, for sure. And my final worst, this is more of a pet peeve, but um, they need to come up with a different original idea for the government's role in this movie. <laughs> so it tried. Most... Remember I said the Pentagon declined to be involved. No, no. So what I mean is that most movies that have some type of alien power, whether it's a Tesseract or, um, you know, if, if you think more to Pandora when they're trying to get that element out, 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 out of the uh, The government's already experimenting on it, you mean? Yeah, the government's tr- experimented to build a weapon. This is the same plot line in almost every one of these types of movies. So somebody needs to kind of change the plot on this. Because obviously, I mean, yes, Fury- how realistic is that for our government or any of the governments on the planet, to be quite honest? Like, I agree with you, but it's realistic as heck. I mean, I can I can see it from a government standpoint. Like, if this weird thing wants to come into the world, you want to learn how to how to weaponize it and use it in case it gets used against you. Well, especially because they already knew that aliens existed from Captain Marvel. Now, that was a later thing. But if you look at it from that canon perspective, and especially after they sent the Destroyer from right. Asgard. So, they're, at the very least, they're going to need defense shields. So right. I just want more of a more of a, a different original idea because this yeah. seems to be a, a plot that's revealing itself. Over, yeah, yeah recycled for sure. Plot. For sure. Um for me, my best one of one of the few things I had for the best um was obviously the comedy. Comedy was obviously yes. there. Um I I I liked um a lot about Black Widow and stuff like that. Um like originally how <laughs> originally how um we all thought that her and barton were in love so and then it turns out later that it's like a brother sister love because he's in fact married and that's a secret and then we we get later like the whole thing between her and banner and like then her and cap and then her and everyone (laughs) oh no there was like a little sprinkling of things here and there though like let's be honest i i guess yeah um but (laughs) For the for the sake of, of this one, I like when she was she was bar she was kind of bargaining for like Clint's life a little bit, and he was like, "Is this love?" and stuff like that. And I was like, "You damn!" Like now I'm watching. I'm like, "You damn right." She loves her brother, her brother who like you know saved her life. You know back in the day. Exactly. Um, and something I noticed when when Iron Man was threatening Loki, not not bargaining, threatening Loki, as he put it, um, he was you know saying, and there's one more person you pissed off. His name was Phil. Every time I've watched that movie, I was like, oh, he's saying he pissed off Phil. And then I realized the last time he referred to him, uh, his name is Agent. So (laughs) so the way I took it this time is he's now saying his name is Phil. Mm -hmm. Like he, like, in other words, you pissed me off to where I'm saying his real first name. Oh, yes, I see. That's the way. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. In other words, like he kind of owned it. Like you just killed my friend, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of you just killed Agent. Your first um, name is Agent. Yeah. <laughs> so I I agree with the you you guys on the worst for the for the science part. I mean, it is sci-fi science. It's science fiction. <laughs> the the other thing I I have a little bit of trouble with is how many things they've had to retcon, and how many things they didn't bother to explain. Like this movie would have added a whole Ooh, other. Ooh, it's magic. <laughs> I mean, it's like 
if they would have bothered to explain a few more things, it would have added a lot of a, a be- more layers to it. Like, had they explained that Loki was in fact partially being mind controlled, that would have added a whole new layer, you mm-hmm. know, because people already liked Loki, they would have instantly felt bad for him. It's like no. the whole Judas fallacy of like Judas can't be held responsible for everything he did because he was possessed by Satan when he did it. It's like that argument. <laughs> it feels like. Have you guys not heard that before? I didn't know that was biblically canon, but I mean, I, I <laughs> biblically canon. Well, yeah, we that. know that the Bible is literal and figurative, so True. that was something I learned in my Bible as okay. literature class in college. Was Andrew? That- I'm using that next time I can. Canonical. You're welcome. You can Google it. Look into it. It's interesting to like oh, think was, of it that from that perspective, that. right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was. I'm probably gonna remember that. Um, so that was a really good <laughs> comparison. Um, and then they never explained even later. Like I think they barely explained it in the second Avengers, like when they're attacking that Hydra compound. And to steal back the scepter. So they then explain, oh, it's the Mind Stone. And that's how that was able to brainwash everybody. It's so brief. It's very brief. And then, but that had they explained that in this movie, people would have been like, okay, let's let's think about Thanos' plan here. And this is coming from my brother, Brian, who's been a guest on this pod before. Brian's like, let's let's think about his plan here. He gives history's most notorious liar and backstabber his only infinity stone for the hopes that he'll return with an infinity stone that can literally teleport him to anywhere in the universe Mm. as uh iron man said in this movie not a great plan Mm -hmm. and it did it did not work at all he in fact lost his only infinity stone so (laughs) for a moment (laughs) <laughs> well, he lost it for a while and a lot of people were asking well why didn't Thanos just get involved in the first place think about when he actually did get involved Odin was dead all of Asgard was destroyed including Hela who probably would have you know I don't know if she would have beaten Thanos but she would have gone toe to toe for at least a yeah. minute there Yeah. the entire what was it in Guardians of the Galaxy 1 like the Nova Corps was basically destroyed they lost all those fighters trying to stop um uh, Christopher Lee Pace's character in that movie, um, the accuser, Ronan the accuser. So he literally waited, for, and then the Avengers broke up, and then Thanos actually made his move. So had he made his move now, when Shield was still up and all these other things, he would have kind of gotten spanked before he started. <laughs> so he had to rely on Loki, but it's like you couldn't have picked anybody. Anybody else? Maybe not <laughs> history's most notorious liar and. You know, someone who's already craving a throne, someone who literally looks right. at every person who's above him and is just like, I need to overthrow you. True, mm-hmm. true, true. So it so for me it's like had they explained certain things, now part of that's because they went to different directors, you know, from Whedon to the Russo brothers and stuff like that. Right, right. But it would have just added a lot more layers and answered a few questions. And I, I think it just would have made the movie a, a little bit better. So that's kind of that's kind of my complaint on it. Moving on to our final topic, alter ego. Um, not gonna lie, I struggled on this one quite a bit. Same. Really? I really this did. One was because... So easy. This was so easy. All right. Well, well, I'm glad it was easy for you. So don't be mad at my picks. That's all I'm gonna say. We're Too warming late. up <laughs> a hot take. Everyone, gird yourself. It's a Wyatt hot take. Oh somewhere, boy. Somewhere, Mike is chugging a monster, ready to battle me. <laughs> Downing the popcorn. Mike, pause it now. Pop your popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, these aren't these aren't horrible. These are just kind of what popped into mind first. Mm-hmm. So, Andrew, the Hulk. <laughs> At least he's not Thanos. <laughs> I mean, appreciate that, but I mean, okay. And so the Hulk goes from zero to 100 very quickly. Oh, I do and- that. Yes, especially, <laughs> especially on our little argument that we had the other week. You oh, definitely that was went from zero to 100. That, was that wasn't nothing, he says. Trust me, that was nothing. Okay, I'm changing to Thanos then. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and Alyssa, I had you as Miss Potts, Pepper Potts. Oh, okay. So you're, you help keep us together, us as, as the trio that we are, and she stays on Tony's butt 
through these movies. And we only give you 12% of the credit. (laughs) And she's barefoot too. So we have that in common. I'm always barefoot. (laughs) Um, You know, she, she makes sure, you know, one of her lines is like, you, you have homework to do. I feel like, you know, that's what you would tell us, you know, if we hadn't got our notes ready. Very true. That's very Mm. true. That's so funny. I love that. Okay. I can do mine next. Um, So, like I said, I felt like this was kind of simple and this is somewhat repetitive. So, Andrew, I had you as Captain America because there were so many lines of the dialogue that I was like, oh, my God, this is Andrew. (laughs) There's only one God, ma'am, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. I was like, I could hear Andrew (laughs) say this. Um, And like I said, you could lose your shirt to Nick Fury (laughs) just as easy as you could lose your shirt to Wyatt. And pay him ten dollars. Um, so I love that. And for Wyatt, if I'm I had, Loki, I swear. I had Hawkeye. Okay. So I right. said, can be a quiet person and play a smaller role at times or like be more in the background, but is highly skilled. My brother, and we see later he's a family man. And with the Avengers, you know, he always had friction with the team, but he was always loyal and would return to fight any threat. So, and I like to hide in the top corner and look down at everybody. <laughs> Be the sniper. You see better from a distance. <laughs> you like shooting, you know, all of the things. Um, and then for me, I really related both to Maria Hill mm. and to Black Widow. There was two different parts of the film. One where, um, Maria shouts grenade and she gets knocked out for a brief moment and gets up and she obviously has a concussion and has blood on her face and um, immediately starts shooting, like gets up from a grenade and starts blazing and just pow, 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 just popping caps and people. Um, And very similarly, you know, we get the whole scene with Black Widow when um, the Hulk, you know, really shakes her. You can see she is just was not ready for that. And there's, and, there's no training for that. No, period. and thought, thought she could handle it. And she's visibly sh- shaken, but more shooketh like emotionally, <laughs> right? Like yeah. physically she could, you know, keep up with the, the demands of that battle. And like, it was very tough for her, but you can see that her hands are trembling mm-hmm. and, you know, does anybody, you know, does anybody got this? Anybody here, anybody listening, whatever the quote from Fury's, you know, was the dialogue. And she beeps in and says, I'm on it. I'm here and rises up. You know what I mean? When she's trembling. So, I mean, you guys have seen me at my worst moments when I'm like having anxiety or whatever. And like, I definitely look up to that and Mm -hmm. somebody that can, you know, rise above the, the craziness of the moment and like keep shooting and, and keep fighting. I think that was really cool. So for Wyatt, I have Loki. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> don't don't say I'm Loki. Don't say I'm Loki. Um, I, I, mean, I the more I, I def- thought about it, I I see why. You d- and you did like it. Don't lie. I'm, that's, I mean, that's a compliment. He's a great looking guy. He's in he's in the, the top half, I guess, for male actors in this. The top half, uh, easily the top ten percent. Um, so for you for this movie, I had uh, Iron Man, Tony Stark. Okay. I have a plan. Attack. Yep. If someone, like, if <laughs> yep. someone takes your stuff, then don't take my stuff. <laughs> that That's kind of how I, I would see you. Um, okay. And in the second movie, he's like, I'm not in charge. I just make everyone look cooler and pay for everything. And you'd make <laughs> us sound cooler. Um, mm-hmm. This so, is true. Yes. Yeah. So for Alyssa, obviously, I had um, Black Widow. So she already listed Sweet. like half of the reasons that I had. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I mean, the, the re- there are only so many reasons. So, um, yeah. So going without saying Black Widow. And then for myself, it was kind it was a mix um, between Phil Coulson, especially when he's like bragging about his collection of trading cards. <laughs> Son of trying to get his, his celebrity icon to sign them. That was absolutely me. It's a mint condition. They're in mint this condition. is you at every Comic Con ever, oh, isn't it? So hard. I almost. <laughs> um, side note. I almost because I was taking a picture with um, Jenna Coleman, who was one of the um, companions on Doctor Who, and they let you like kind of be creative with how you wanted to take a picture. 
I had a green lantern ring and I was going to ask, can I propose to you in the picture? <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you say no? I got too nervous. Oh, um, Andrew. <laughs> she she, really I'm sure she would have loved that. She maybe, or she might've thought it was creepy as all. No, I'm sure she, I'm sure you're not the only person that would have asked her that. Also, she's, she's used ridiculously it. attractive. So I kind of ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous. Um, and then the other part that I had um, mixed between, I, I felt that I was kind of um, Nick Fury a little bit because when I've had managers that have made awful, pathetically stupid ass decisions, just stupid ass decisions, <laughs> they've been here for how long, um, and they just can't make a right call. I'm like, all right here's what's going to happen. I'm going to do this because this is the right thing and the smart thing to do. So we're, and this is going to make us money and this is going to get everyone out on time and this is the right way it should be done. So, yeah. So I'm, I've definitely had conversations either with my coworkers or managers like that. So I kind of, I kind of felt like it was a mix for me. Be careful what you say, because these are my brothers. But they were adopted. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> um, wow. But you can say whatever you want in our Ask the Avengers segment. So make sure to drop your questions on social nice. media for a chance for us to answer them live here and debate them and uh, all of the content. <laughs> so feel free to slide into our DMs. You can email us. You can message us. You can comment. Um, you can put it on your story, whatever you want, however you want to communicate. Text us if you want to text us, all of that. That's um, but we look forward to hearing your questions and having our first segment for the MCU of Ask the Avengers. Join us um, for that next. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram as at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Ask the Avengers. This is Spectre Radio signing off.